Today I entitled the message, a quick message, then we pray. And the message is the ministry of prayer. Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 6, that the apostles and the people in the apostolic community gave themselves continually to the ministry of the word and prayer. Now understand that without prayer, you cannot interface with heaven. Prayer is one of the assured systems and communication means to tap into heaven's frequency, to bring about heaven's intentions and provisions for your destiny. Today, I want us to embark and understand the prayer enterprise. Amen. And I want Allah to read for us Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 15. Then we launch off. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 15. Yes. Uh, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our father, which hath in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors, and lead us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Amen. I'm going to take off like a tornado. Stay with me and write notes. The ministry of prayer. Now, from the text we just read from Matthew chapter 6, help me, Holy Spirit, verse 5 to 15, Jesus was illustrating how prayer is supposed to be made in the kingdom of God. Now, prayer is an operation in the kingdom of God, or should I say prayer is a function in the kingdom of God. It is one of the heaviest functions and infrastructures in the kingdom. I believe that the hardest ministry that God can ever give any man is the ministry of prayer. Because my pastor will say prayer is hard work. It's like working in a construction site. Prayer takes energy. Prayer takes away your time. And prayer takes every fiber of your being. Now, for you to pray accurately, you need three components. You need to pray with your mind. We need to pray with your spirit. And you need to pray with your body. So, Prayer is very hard. It takes everything out of your out of your body. So, in this text we just read, Jesus is emphasizing on something. And I want us to read it again. Verse 5 says that when thou prayest, 
those shall not be as the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. But I say unto thee, they have their reward. Now, I want you to, if, if, if you have a Bible or you are looking through your app, I want you to highlight this section, they have their reward. Now, Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5 to 15, as we read, is emphasizing mostly on prayer reward. It's emphasizing on the rewards of prayer. Amen. So, now when you pray, don't just look for prayer answers, look for prayer reward. So whenever we go to pray, most of us, we are looking for answers to prayer and not prayer reward. This is Jesus speaking, not me. Jesus is saying that when you pray, verily, verily, I say unto thee, that if you pray, you have your reward when you pray in the public. But when you go and pray, God car, God marriage, God tuition. It is good. That is answers to prayers. But there is a deeper realm. There is a higher economy. And that economy is prayer reward. Now you are looking for prayer answers. When you, are, when you go to prayer, you are looking for answers to your prayers. But however, Jesus at the economy of prayer is looking at a different scope and angle to prayer. He said, when you pray, seek after prayer reward. And I'll explain that. You are looking for answers, but Jesus is looking for reward in prayer and by prayer. So what Jesus is displaying in Matthew chapter 6, stay with me, is that don't only pray to get answers, to your wants by pray to get rewards. Stay with me. Somebody's not catching this back. At the end, you'll get it. At the end, you get it. Stay with me. Stay with me. The zenith of our prayers is supposed to create and produce prayer rewards and not just prayer answers. If your prayers only produce answers, you are not, you know, what word should I use? You are not, um, this word I'm looking for is not coming. You are not fully exercising the potential in prayer. In other words, if prayer is supposed to get you a reward, you are only tapping into the answer. Prayer gets you two things. It gets you answers and rewards. Stay with me. So Jesus is saying that there is a higher plane of understanding. That prayer is not just to get answers, but to get rewards. Verse 6, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. When you pray kingdom prayers or when you pray prayers that are inspired by the kingdom of God and by the spirit of God, you don't just get answers, you get a reward. To be accurate in your prayer life, you must understand the kingdom of God. Many believers don't understand the kingdom of God. You believe in Jesus, but you don't understand how Jesus operates in the kingdom of God. Let me give you a quick explanation. Now, God is a king and a monarch. And I call him the monarch of Zion. 
God isn't a president, number one. God isn't a prime minister. He was not voted into power. Bible says that all power and authority belongs to God. So God is the monarch of Zion. He wasn't voted in. He, he's, he cannot be voted out. He is the Alpha and Omega, the supreme being. Now, in every kingdom, it is the will and the purposes of the king that is important. Many of us on this podcast, on this session, have watched one, one or two episodes of Game of Thrones. Now, in the, when you watch Game of Thrones, that should give you a symbolic picture of the kingdom of God. In Game of Thrones, there are many kingdoms, and every kingdom has a king, and every kingdom has a right hand. You see that short guy, I forgot his name. That short guy, that short guy in Game of Thrones, I forgot his name. He calls himself, I'm the right hand of God. So in the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ is the right hand of God. The right hand of God doesn't mean my right hand. It means the place of administration. It means the place of administration where Jesus Christ will administer the kingdom of God to men. It's my language so sophisticated, then I'll bring it down. Jesus Christ is the right hand of God. Jesus Christ is the HR manager of heaven. Now, every company has an HR section. They do the logistical and the paperwork. So in the kingdom of God, Jesus is like the HR manager. He's going to legislate and he's going to make laws and bylaws for the kingdom of heaven. Stay with me. So in the kingdom of God, it is the will and the purposes of the king that is important. When you watch Game of Thrones, every, every king has his own will. Oh, I want the dragon. And, they, and, 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 and it's a long time since I watched Game of Thrones. I can't remember everything. But every king has a purpose. Oh, I want that iron throne. So understand that in the kingdom of God, the most important thing is the will of the king and the purposes of the king. So you are in the kingdom of his dear son. So the most important thing to you is not your will, but the will of the king. So in the kingdom of his dear son, it is what God wants and, and what God requires that you do. So it is the will of God that is our burden. It is the agenda of God that is our burden. It is the purposes of God that is our burden. It is what the monarch of Zion wants to do that we carry out. We are his subjects and we are created for his pleasure. So we ought to do what the king wants. In the kingdom of God, it's not democracy. It is a monarch. So we are in a kingdom. And we are in the kingdom to execute and prosecute the will and the agenda of God. Stay with me. That is what we live for. And when you come into the marvelous line to live for the kingdom of God, I said this, that God will not, God did not save you for you to work in World Trade Center or Zenith Bank. Neither, neither did God save you to bless you with car and kids. No. That is shallow. God did not go through that hassle from heaven to earth to death, to burial, to resurrection, to bless you with the Lamborghini. I'm not saying that it is not good to be blessed with 
materialistic blessings, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that, that is not the higher purposes of God. And I'll explain later. God translated you into the marvelous light so that you can do and fulfill his bidding upon the face of the earth. God saved you so that you can perform a will and a function for him on planet earth. So if you happen to subscribe to the prayer ministry, you must first of all deny yourself. You must second of all carry your cross and third, you must spend your life for the kingdom of God. Someone will say, what do you mean by spend my life for the kingdom of God? Now understand that when you want to spend, you spend money. But when God wants to spend or use those things, he spends men. When you go to shop right, you spend euros or dollars or British pounds or sterling pounds. When God wants to spend, he spends you. This is very deep. He uses you. Let me turn down the language. So when God wants to spend, he's going to spend you. Because he created you for his pleasure. All things were created by him, including you. And not just that you have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You've come into the economy of God. Because you said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. So you must be willing to sacrifice your life for the kingdom. Bible says that he that wants to keep his life will lose it. He that willingly gives away out his life shall keep his life. Now, in the prayer ministry or kingdom prayers, you must first of all forsake your needs. Stay with me here. Stay with me. Pay attention to what I'm saying. In, now, in the prayer ministry or kingdom prayers, the first thing you must do is forsake your own needs. Then attend to the needs of the Father or attend to that which is on the heart of the Father. Let me explain. So when you pray, you forsake your own problems. For instance, you have a tuition problem and you begin to legislate on behalf of the kingdom of God. So let's say you, you are having problems paying your tuition. In, in the right alignment of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God wants you to operate like this. You forsake your tuition problem in, in order to fulfill the agenda of God. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Let's say, for instance, you have a tuition problem. God is beckoning upon your heart to pray for Pakistan. And through your prayers, God might find expression through Pakistan and save those who are lost and those who are in different religions. Right? But someone will say, that is senseless. That is senseless. Because I have my own needs. I have to, you know, pray and find a way to get my tuition. But God at that specific time wants you to legislate and intercede for Pakistan. I am not saying that do not pray for your needs. I will never say that. But what I'm saying that in the kingdom of God, there are priorities and priorities differ according to the weight of the matter. So if you want to be accurate in the kingdom, yes, put your prayer aside and pray kingdom prayers. Pray what God wants you to do in that season and put your request aside. I will explain. 
I know you have a proper need. I'm not saying don't pray for you. I'm never saying that. So someone saying, and by you said, I shouldn't pray for my need. I'm not saying that. But whether you're too wish, listen, let me tell you something. Let me say this. It is very harsh. It is going to prick your heart. But I'll say it. I don't care. Whether your tuition is paid or not, it doesn't advance the kingdom of God. In heaven, God does not know what is tuition, what is rent. He doesn't know. It is not part of his agenda. He has a greater agenda because anything in time is deceptive. People think that life is everything. Life is not everything. Life is just a speck in the economy of God. It's just like a sun particle. Compare 80 years to eternity, you know that time is a deception. Now, time was created for us to invest in eternity. So God has given us time so that we invest in eternity. But some of us, what, waste and squander this investment in time for the things of this world that will perish. This is what many of us don't understand. Now, I'm not saying that God will not provide your need. All I'm saying that in the kingdom of God, there is hierarchy of priorities. And it is not your rent that is the first priority in heaven. God wants to win souls. God wants to take territory. Those are weightier matters in the kingdom of God. That is gospel truth. They are weightier and better matters in the kingdom of God. Someone say, eh, man, when do you mean? Are you the king? No, you are in the kingdom of his dear son. Are you the king? No. Then if you are not the king, then your needs is down the pecking order. Because every kingdom, what rules is the king's decree. Not your decree. If you are the king, then you do what you want. But he is the monarch of Zion. He will do what he wants. Your tuition is your own problem. I bet you. It is not the agenda of God. And I'll explain to you later. It may be necessary to you, but it may not necessarily be necessary to heaven. I am not saying don't pray for your problems. I'm repeating this. Never will I. But I'm saying that in the kingdom of God, there are weightier matters. When all you do is to go to prayer, and pray for your problems, you are outside the prayer ministry. The prayer ministry is deeper and wider in scope. The zenith of our prayers is not to achieve our needs, but is to achieve the needs and the purposes and the agenda of the great one. We embark on the prayer enterprise, not to get things, but to fulfill the will of the Father on the face of the earth. And when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, thy will be done, not your will. So the prayer ministry is not at the level to execute your personal needs, but the needs of God. I said prayer begins when you pray God's prayers and not your personal prayers. Remember this. Prayer begins when I pray God's prayers and not my personal prayer. So when you understand the economy of prayer or the prayer enterprise, then 
you realize that the purposes of God surpasses my problems. So I must first of all attend to the purposes of God. Then I come to my personal needs. That is how the kingdom of God is structured. You fulfill the king's needs before you fulfill your problems. Now, someone asked me, what do you mean by God's prayers? God's prayer simply means what God wants to do in a season and in a territory. Don't forget this. When I say God's prayers, what does God want to do in this season? Let's say, what does God want to do in 2021? And what does God want to do in my territory? Let's say, for instance, you're living in Vietnam or you're living in Venice or you're living in you know, Alaska. What does God want to do in Alaska? That is what we call God's prayers. And so we embark in the prayer enterprise. And whenever you begin to embark in the prayer enterprise, you must do two things. First of all, you must be selfless. Second of all, you must be sacrificial. Because you have problems. Even, even Jesus said, in this world, you will face many trials and tribulations. Take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus is not disputing the fact that you have problems. But he said, irrespective of your problems, put your problems aside and fulfill the kingdom quota. And after you have fulfilled the kingdom quota, God will fulfill your quota. So despite your problems that is showcasing around you, you will put your problems aside to attend to God's needs and wants. Many people think that they have problems, but God also has problems. God also has plans. And I have plans. If you have plans, how much more the monarch of Zion? For example, the desire of God is that you pray for, let's say, Benin, for preservation. And that time you're having rent issues. What God is demanding is that, I'm not saying that don't pray for your rent issue. Um, but what I'm trying to, you know, disperse today is that let God's prayers be your emphasis. And I'll explain. Despite your rent issues, you will pray for Benin. When you do that, you have given your life. You have given your life an expression for heaven to invade the earth. Now, without prayer, God cannot interfere on the surface and the, on planet earth. Without prayer, God cannot do anything. So it is you that is going to open the door for God to come in. That is why we pray. Stay with me. By your prayer, you have given heaven sufficient jurisdiction to interfere on the face of the earth. That is what we call effective and fervent prayer. Prayer is simply partnership with God to bring heaven's agenda on earth. Prayer is simply partnering with God to bring heaven's intention and agenda on earth. That is the height of prayer. That is the head of prayer. The head of prayer is to fulfill God's agenda. The tail of prayer is to fulfill your agenda and your needs, rent, money, car, marriage. That is the tail of prayer. It is, it is, it is the least. The greatest, the, the height of prayer is to fulfill the agenda and the will of God on planet Earth. Back to Matthew chapter 6. God is saying, by this, whenever you become selfless, and you begin to put your problems aside and you attend to the problems of heaven, 
you will gain a reward. You will what? Gain a reward. Now, God is saying, leave everything and labor for my agenda. When you labor for my agenda, I will give you a reward. Now, you have labored for an agenda. Like I said, for instance, God said, pray for Pakistan. You did pray for Pakistan. Don't get me wrong. You did pray for Pakistan. Now, someone asks me, eh, Trey, if I pray for Pakistan, what, what, what do I get from it? The answer is, you don't get anything from it. The one who gains from that prayer is God. Because his purposes and agenda has found expression by the medium of prayer that you have made unto him. So, I'm in my room praying for Pakistan for months. Who benefits from it? Do I live in Pakistan? I probably have no relative in Pakistan. How does Pakistan affect and advance my life? It doesn't. But God is saying that as you do this, I am benefiting. And as I find expression in Pakistan, I am going to bless you with a prayer reward. With a prayer reward. Stay with me. Someone is asking, God, so if I pray for Pakistan, what do I get? What you get is a prayer reward. Stay with me. I'm, I'm joining with you. At the end, you understand. You have fasted and prayed for Pakistan by the supply of burdens. Who benefits from it? Do I live in Pakistan? I have no relative in Pakistan. How does that add to my life? It doesn't add to my life. What God is saying that it's not going to add to your life, but I, God, will give you a reward. I, God, will give you a reward. When you prayed for Pakistan, it didn't benefit you. Did it? No. So then God will give you a prayer reward. And the prayer reward can come in many forms. Have you realized, listen to this, this is very, this is very striking. Have you realized that sometimes you get certain blessings you didn't ask or pray for? Do you know what that is called? Prayer reward. Everybody on this network listening to me, at a certain point of your life, you have gotten something and you know that you didn't labor for this. You didn't pray for this. You didn't fast for this. And you see that this is the goodness and the hand of God. Do you know what, do you know what it, that is called? Prayer reward. It means that you did something. You made a prayer someday, somehow, sometime. And God has brought you a prayer reward in a form of money, in a form of marriage, in a form of husband, in a form of tuition, in any form. So you hear people say, God brought my mind. I didn't deserve this job, but I got it. It's a prayer reward. It means that you labored someday. And now God said, he has labored. He has labored for my agenda. I will give him a reward. Am I making sense? Am I communicating? If I'm not communicating, tell me I'm not communicating. 
It is a prayer reward. He rewards you with something for fulfilling his bidding. So when you pray God's prayers, what you get is a prayer reward. The things you don't deserve, he gives to you. The prayer enterprise is about God's will. What does the God of heaven want? Many people think that prayer is to solve my problem. God, you know I need money. It's not about that. That is the lowest degree of it. Today, I came to tell you, him that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is speaking. Prayer is a kingdom operation and activity, not to solve your needs, but to solve the needs of God. Matthew chapter 6, we all know this scripture. Verse 33, what did the Bible say? He said, but first, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things shall be given and added to you. The things which the Gentiles seek will come to you. Seek ye first. So what do you do? You push your personal issues aside and you seek ye first the kingdom. Many of us don't seek the kingdom. We seek for solutions to our problem, which is not wrong. But there is a way that you can do it that will benefit you. And I'll show you that way. You must push your personal issues aside and carry out God's agenda, his kingdom legislations, his kingdom purposes, his kingdom policies. Am I communicating? That is how the kingdom of God operates. If you don't operate like this, listen to this statement. If Listen, what did the Bible say? I told you that we are in the kingdom. So if you are in the kingdom, you operate by the kingdom. Some of you live in Netherlands. You obey the laws in Netherlands. Some of us live in the state. We obey the laws in the state. Some of us are in Ghana. We obey the laws in Ghana. So when you are in the kingdom, you must obey the laws of the kingdom. And the laws of the kingdom is this. He says, but first seeking the policies of the kingdom. When you seek the policies, what do I mean by policies? The agenda, the intentions, the plans of the kingdom. When you seek those stuff and you can execute them by the help of the spirit, then everything you want, your needs, God will give it to you. That is how the kingdom operates. Listen to me and listen to me well. Let him that has an ear hear what the spirit is saying. If you don't operate by this, Matthew 6.33 says what? Seek ye first. If you don't operate by seeking first the kingdom of God, listen to this. You will never, ever in your life get the best of God. I can assure you, if you think I'm saying too much, let your life be a case study for it and you'll see it. If I was you, I will listen to what the spirit is speaking today. If you don't seek you first the kingdom, you will never ever get the best of God. You will get the leftover. Seek you what? First, 
the kingdom. The reward is earthly, and the reward is also eternal in scope. You are looking for answers. God is looking to give you a reward. When you pray, you say, God, what do I need to do? You are looking for answers, but God is ever ready and willing to give you a bountiful reward. Think about it. Think about think 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 about this. Answers and reward. Which one is better? Answers and reward. Which one is better? So Jesus from Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 15, is much more interested in prayer rewarded than prayer answered. But you are much more interested in prayer answered than prayer reward. I'm bringing you a deeper depth to scriptures and the economy of God. Prayer reward is better than prayer answered. From the standpoint of Jesus, I'm not speaking, the scripture is speaking. Jesus said, very, very, I say unto thee, they have their reward. He didn't say, God has answered their prayer. He said, they have their reward. When Jesus prays, he doesn't pray to get an answer. He prays to get a reward. Are you praying to get answers or you are praying to get reward? So, what God is seeing here is the simple. When you are busy about fulfilling God's bidding and burdens, God knows that you have problems. Like I said, Jesus said, in this world, you face trials and tribulations. Even Jesus knows that in this world, man will have problems. There's one thing that will never finish in this world, which is problems. Where that you, whether you get another breakthrough, you still need another breakthrough because that is the motion of life. Bible says, as this earth remaineth, see time. I can also add problems will never cease. So God knows you have problems. At the same time. But God is trying to say, that put your needs aside and seek you first the kingdom. So when God knows that you are doing his work and his bidding, what he wants you to do in a particular season and territory, the things that people labor for, he gives you to, for free. The things that your neighbor will labor for, you will get it for free. Certain things, I don't pray for them, I get it for free. Don't you like free stuff? This is my opinion. When you are looking for something, have you realized realized that it is very hard to find it? For instance, I'm looking for my car key. It is very hard. This is my opinion. I'm not saying scripture. I mean, when it's scripture, I stay in the scripture. When I want to share my opinion, I share my opinion. Right? I'm not saying this is scripture, please. But when you are looking for something, have you realized that it is very, very difficult to find that thing? For instance, I want to go, go out. I'm looking for my car key. I cannot find my car key. But the day that I'm not looking for my car key or the day that I'm not looking for something that I, maybe, I'm a, I, maybe I was looking for it last week, I'll find that thing. In the kingdom of God, if you are looking for blessings, if you are looking for answers, look somewhere else. 
to strike a chord in the kingdom of God, don't focus on the answers to the things you want. Focus on what God is doing. Listen to this. Instead of looking for the blessing, look for burdens. Instead of looking for butter, look for burdens. What does God want me to do in this season? It was Isaiah in the book of Isaiah. Bible says that he encountered the Trinity. The Father said to the Logos, the Logos said to the Spirit, whom shall we send? And Isaiah said, Lord, send me. When you come to that place and say, Lord, here I am, send me. That is where you get the best of God. So men will be laboring, men will be working hard, men will be praying and fasting 200 days, laboring for things. But because you have decided, said, God, I will do your begging. I will put my own personal issues aside and fulfill your agenda. God will give you his best. That is a system. So you are looking for the blessing. Don't focus on the blessing. Focus on the burden of God. What does God want me to do? What is the will of God? How can I be a use to God? How can I help God? Men can help God. The same way the Holy Spirit helps us. You can position yourself. You can get alignment in the spirit and help God. Because God has needs. I know you don't like this message, but I'll say it. When you understand this, your friends will labor for things and you'll get them for free. The things you need will come to you naturally. Someone is praying and fasting 182 days for a job. And you are also jobless. I'm not saying don't pray for a job, but you say you ask God, God, I know I'm jobless. I need a job. But Father, in this season, what do you want me to do? How can I be a, how can I be of help to you? When you ask God those questions and God releases his burden to you and you execute it, now God has God has satisfaction. Now, when God has satisfaction, he will also satisfy your needs. That is the system. But you go and pray, kata, kata, kata. God, I need a job, I need a, I need a job. And go to, go to, go, as you are praying, go to, you say, me to have problems, me to have problems, me to have problems. You see how it is? Have a mindset that prayer can get me rewards. That is why we pray and we pray for long. Some, some, some of you, some of you, many, I don't want to say stuff. Many people think I'm mad. I don't have things to do. Why am I here praying? Why am I here doing this? <laughs> because there is a reward. The things you labor for, God will give it to me. Why? Because I'll fulfill the claims of God. I'll fulfill the purposes of God. I have partnered with God to what? Prosecute his will and agenda on the earth. I want God help me. Let's say you are moving out of your house and you call me to help you. When I've helped you and you are satisfied with the help you have given me, wouldn't you, would you want to you know, you know, give me a token of appreciation through a gift of money? Of course. Same thing. When you partner with God and you fulfill the will and the purposes of God on earth, God will naturally bless you. He will hand, it to, he will hand the blessings to you like cup water. He will force you to take it. Praying, 
180 days for a blessing. Go for the burden. In, when you prosecute the burden, the blessing will flow. We pray for long. That's why we like to pray. <laughs> now, now you have understand why we like to pray and we pray for long. Because there is a reward. We don't pray to get answers only. We pray for a reward. The reward is eternal, earthly and eternal in scope. On earth and in heaven, we will gain. So many people think we are wasting our time. Prayer is never a waste. Prayer is the greatest investment a man can make. Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. So when you pray, many people think, and when you're spending your time praying for hours, doing this, doing this, doing this, and you're making an investment, and one day, one day, I will reap a reward, and I will reap my investment. You reap your investment by answers to prayers, and God will as well add a reward to you. That is why I encourage you to pray. Because there is something in prayer. This is understanding. I am not doing propaganda here. I will never do propaganda with the things of God. Never. But I want to say this. That if you are willingly, I won't mention names, God doesn't say you are doing segregation. If you are willingly and you are trying your best in this 14 days to subscribe to this burden of the Lord by praying and fasting, I stand tall in my prayer mantle. I pray for, I pray for you from the depths of my heart that may God give you a prayer reward in the name of Jesus. May God give you a prayer reward because there are rewards in prayer. And if you are subscribed in these 14 days, willingly and accurately, may God give you a reward. I said, may God give you a reward. May God give you a reward. If you need to subscribe, this prayer won't work for you. Me, I'll make sure it doesn't work for you. If you want to be effective in prayer, remain in the scriptures. The spirit of God cannot operate outside the scriptures. In the prayer ministry, you will get answers to your prayers. <laughs> you know why? I say you get answers to your prayers because Jesus said, ask so that your job will be what, full. So in the prayer ministry, the lowest form is answers to prayers. The greatest form is prayer reward. The things you don't ask for, God will give it to you. Now you know why people say, eh, you know, my God is mind-blowing. I didn't even pray for this. This job can't even apply. They call me see you have gotten a job. How is that possible? Because God has released a prayer reward. God has released a prayer reward. My father in the Lord said, he didn't pray for a wife. God blessed him with a wife. God rewarded him with a wife for his faithfulness to him for so many years. I told you that it's my own personal opinion. If you, if you are looking for something, it's very hard to find it. But once you deviate your attention from that thing, you will find it. God is saying that you have problems. Do not look to your problems. Look to the kingdom. When you find the kingdom, your problems will be solved. Seek ye first. 
Seek what? Ye first. Seek ye first. Many of you don't like this message, but it is what it is. May God reward you for every prayer you have prayed in these 14 days. May God not just answer your prayer, but may he reward you. Seek ye first. So, someone will say, you know, uh, oh, these people, you know, I'm praying, 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 stuff. What, what the heck are they doing? There is a reward. That's why we pray. That's why we fast. That's why we labor. That's why we seek and wait to see his face and wait to hear his word. Because we know that God will give us a reward. So now who is gaining? Me or you? You that you sat there chilling, eating Netflix. And I'm praying. Praying God's prayers. You think when a blessing comes, everyone comes, you're going to get it? Bible says that they have their reward. So there's a reward in prayer. You must deliberately seek the kingdom. You must be addicted to the kingdom. Many of us are not addicted to the kingdom. We are not kingdom minded. Everything is about us. God, I need car. God, I need money. God, I need a girl. God, I need a boy. That is what the Gentiles seek for. But God is saying there is a way. And that way I'm showing you is that seeking my kingdom. When you seek the kingdom, everything that people look for, they will look for it. They won't find it. But you, you will look for it and I will give it to you. Men look for things. They can never find it. Why? Because it is God that gives. He said unto you disciples, it is given to know the mysteries of God. Men are looking for things. They will never ever find it. Why? Because it is only God that can give to men. Everything you have in the kingdom is as a result of God giving it to you. No man is making waves in this life or except God gives it to them. And how will God give it to you if you seek first his kingdom and prosecute his agenda and his will? Seek ye the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. You will get a reward. I am not doing propaganda. No. This is kingdom message. I'm saying that nobody can say I didn't stay in the content of the scriptures. Seek ye first the kingdom. Bible says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst. After righteousness, for they shall be filled. So whenever a man is hungry and thirsty for the kingdom and his righteousness, that man will be blessed. So God even blesses you because of your hunger for him and his kingdom. He gives you a blessing. That's why he said, blessed. If you seek the kingdom, you'll be blessed beyond your wildest imaginations. If you like, try it. If you like, don't try it. I was telling somebody that I'm done quitting pampering people. Bible even said, Bible, Bible even go to a point, he said, let him that is unrighteous be unrighteous. So if you want to do whatever you want to do, do it. But we will give you the truth and we pray that may you walk by the truth of the word of God. If you don't want to walk, then be like that. Your life will resemble the things that scripture says is ill. 
And I pray that may that not be your story in the name of Jesus. Many of us are not aware of the kingdom. We have no God consciousness. You wake up in the morning, to say, you don't think, oh, what does God want me to do? How can I advance God's kingdom? All you know is me, myself, and I. How to get money, how to grow, how to get girl. I want to get married. I want to do, I want to have kids. That is all you think about. But a man who has spent, I said, when God spends, when you spend, you spend uh, 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 British sterling pounds. But when God spends, he spends you. He uses you. When you spend your life for the kingdom, God will give you everything you seek for. He will never withdraw any good thing for them that love him and are called according to his purpose. God will never. God will never. Many of us don't know what matters in life. I said that this thing I'm saying, only one, I'm, I'm saying this because only one person that will understand this. Only one, only one person now, now understands what I'm saying. Life is a deception. Out of, how many people are we? Out of eight people, only one person understands this thing I just said. Because I perceived it. Life is a deceptive Friend, you do so much in time, knowing that, don't knowing that time is the capital to buy in eternity. Time is the capital to get stuff into eternity. So whatever you do today determines what you get in eternity. Don't think that when you die, that's it. I can assure you, I have, by the things I've seen, Heaven and hell is too real. It is much more realer than you that are watching me. I can assure you. You think God is not real. I have seen God with my eyes. Two men can testify in the statement I just released. We are busy doing nothing. Busy for nothing. No knowing that eternity is waiting for you. As a kingdom agent, you live for the pleasure of the king. Listen to me. What did I say? As a kingdom agent, as a born again believer, you live for the pleasure of the king. And the pleasure of the king contains the will and the purposes of God. How do I know this? Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Thou Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. And Bible says that, and for thy pleasure, and they were created. Bible says that we were created by God, and for thy pleasure were all things created. When you read other translations from Revelation chapter 4 verse 11, Bible says that, and by your will, they exist and they were created. So they just substituted the will, will with pleasure. Go check it. Don't say I'm tripping. I'm making stuff up. Go and check it. Check King James, 
NIV, good news. Some places will say, for thy pleasure. Some places will say, for thy will. And what did I say? I said, as a kingdom agent, you live for the pleasure of the king. You live to satisfy what the king demands, which is which contains and embeds the will and the purposes of God. Am I communicating this evening? So God created you and he created you for his pleasure. He created you for his will. So you must what? Live for him. He said, if you have believed in Christ, so therefore live for him. Are you living for God? And are you living for kingdom assignment? Maybe somebody might have, somebody sharing me right now for the first time and say, hey, this message this guy is giving, this is kingdom message. I'm not going to come and scream and say, next week by this time, you'll get blessed. No, next week, you won't get any blessed. Seek the kingdom. After you fulfill that quota, the blessings will come. I assure you. I don't come and prophet and say, oh, next 2021, you'll get a mind boy miracle. 2021, you get, get married. 2021, you get a car. No. you. In fact, if you don't take time, you won't get anything. Men who get the best of God. Men who get the best of God. Amen. We seek the kingdom. What Adam lost? I feel my wings. I want to fly. I'm not saying fly, oh, please. What Adam lost? In the kingdom of, in the garden of Eden, was not money and power. Was not, you know, all the nice stuff. What Adam lost in the garden was God and his kingdom. Because God created us to function in his kingdom. And prayer is a kingdom too. We engage it to function properly. In the kingdom. Many of us pray for provisions. Not to align to God's will. And listen. You can use prayer to. Okay. Okay let me say this. You can use prayer. To get your provisions. But prayer is not meant. Just to fulfill. Your needs and your provisions. For instance, Lamentation says that the mercies of God, they are new every morning. Now, when you go to the book of Hebrews, Bible says that let us come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. So like we always come, come and I start to pray and say, ask God to show you mercy. You are tapping into the provisions of God. That is not the necessity of prayer. The necessity of prayer is to bring about the biddings of the monarch of Zion. What is what does God want, and what how can I help God to fulfill it? And you can help God to fulfill it by praying His will and purposes to come to pass. That is the essence and the true mark of prayer. When your prayer strikes a chord in eternity, it means the will of God has been fulfilled. Am I communicating? If I'm not communicating, let me calm down. Let's explain.
Prayer ministry is praying God's prayers, like I said before. Making yourself available for God to use you to execute his will on earth. That is the true mark of Christian living. Not God always, but we said it is more, it is much more blessed to give than to receive. But you, you only receive, you don't give. One of the ways you can give to God is that you allow God to work through your prayers. He said, When thou prayest, see our Father who art in heaven, not my will to be done, but God let your will to be done. So you have given God licenses and jurisdiction to do something. In other words, you have helped God. And anyone who can be of help to God, why wouldn't God help you? Let's go deeper. I'll close right now. Five minutes. From Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is instructing us on how to pray. The way we should pray and those we should not learn prayer from and learn prayer from. Ella, read for us again. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. I'm going to get out of here real quick. Matthew. So are you saying? Yeah, Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Very thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, okay, say, say, uh, finish it, finish it. Sorry, I thought you finished. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward, but thou, when thou... No, 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 that's okay. Just verse five, just verse five, thanks. And when thou prayest, pay attention. Thou shalt not be as the hypocrite. I said, Jesus did not just say this for saying sake. He's trying to emphasize something here. You will see how I'm going to pass, then we'll pray. We'll pray very shortly. And get your prayer, prayer mood on. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrite. Now, if your Bible is yours or using a uh, version app, Highlight as the hypocrites. For they love standing in the synagogue. Highlight that one too. Standing in the synagogue. I said that in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was instructing us on how to pray. The way we should pray. The way we should not pray. And who we should not pray like. It's all in verse 5 and 6. I'll break it down. So you see, ah, oh, that's why it is. Okay. So I said, Underline the love standing, the love to pray standing in the synagogue, right? Also underline and in the corners of the streets. There are two people Jesus does not want you to pray like them. Number one is the hypocrites. When Jesus said, when thou prays, do not be that, like the hypocrite. It means that you can be like the hypocrites when you pray. And many of us, sadly to say this, I will say this to you nicely. You pray like the hypocrites. Stay with me. How do the hypocrites pray? Number one, when thou prays, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. For they love to, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogue. Number one, how do the hypo, hypocrites how do the hypocrites pray? Number one, they like to pray standing in the synagogue. 
So how do the hypocrites pray? Number one, the first thing they do is that they like to pray standing in the synagogue. The next thing they like to do is what? Standing in the corners of the streets. And if I bring it to our modern civilization, what does it mean? When you go to pray, you want everybody to hear that you are praying. God says, when you do that, you have your reward. Because when you say, cash, this girl can pray. Cash, Ella can pray. Cash, Kenneth can pray. God is saying, when people say, cash, this man can pray. You have gotten your reward at the spot. That's it for you. I am teaching you simple and profound things. So don't pray like the hypocrites. Don't go and let's don't. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. The model of prayer Jesus wants you to take is not the model of the hypocrite. Let this sink in. So, for instance, you're in the house. And maybe sometimes it is, it is, you know, psychological, mental, maybe. And you are praying. And you are praying. You said what? And, and, and you are praying. And as you are praying, you are praying for people to hear you in your house. Or that, oh, my mom will say, oh, I, I, this is my daughter prays. This is my son prays. God is saying, at, when, at that instance, you have gotten your reward. There ain't no reward for you. The second people God does not want to mirage in the prayer ministry <laughs> is the people that, <laughs> okay, no, not the people. Let's read verse 6. But Jesus calls them the heathen. Help me, Lord. No, verse 7. Okay, let me read verse 6. But though, when thou pray, stay with me. I'll close right now. Enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and the Father which sit in secret shall reward thee openly. I'll talk about this at the end. Verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heating do. So no matter, the second people, God does not want you to memorize their prayer style is the heating. When they go to pray or when, let's say, they go to a church setting, come on Zoom, they try to pray. Use so much sophisticated English, trying to impress. Listen to me. Prayer is not informative. So you are not trying to put out an information. God already knows your needs. So you're trying to, you know, use word play, trying to, you know, sound, you know, sound is trying to sound deep. God said, you have your reward. Vain repetition. Trying to sound so deep, so sophisticated. Why are you trying to deceive? Because prayer is informative. Sorry, prayer is not informative. God already knows your problem. He only has the information. So prayer is not informative. Am I making sense? If I'm not making sense, just tell me, bro, you're not making sense. Explain more. 
So like second people, Heaton. Trying to do too much. Trying to, you know, thinking that if I say this, God, no, 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 no. God knows what you need. He knows your heart. Prayer is not a lip sync. It's a heart sync. Your heart must be in the right posture to receive from God. Many a times, men see me. Kabumia. Thinking that it's a mountain. Prayer is not a mountain. Anybody that has embarked on a prayer enterprise that understands the zenith of our prayers knows that prayer comes mostly from the heart than the lips. Now, the model of prayer that Jesus wants us to take is this. Let's go to the hypocrites. He says, but verse, verse, verse six, but, th- but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father, which is in secret, and the Father, which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. Now, when God is saying that when you pray, shut the door, pray in secret. God is not, God is not saying that, pray in your room. God is not talking about a prayer location. No. He's not saying that. Don't take scriptures literal. What Jesus is saying that the praise that you the most rewards are praise that are secretive in nature. So I can be sitting in a car with you and I do this a lot. You know, people talk a lot, trying to pass so many comments. Oh, like, you know, if, yeah, like to pray, you pray loud and this and this. Yes, me, I can pray loud. It's no boasting. I am back in a prayer enterprise. I will say it and I'll say it. If you think that we are tripping, so be it. I am back in the prayer enterprise. I can pray loud and I can pray soft. I can even pray as soft as most of you with all humility. I can be here. Sometimes I'm here listening and I'm praying. Sometimes you see my lips moving. So if, if you are aware, if you look at me, that is the posture God wants you to take in prayer. Let your prayers be secretive. I'm not saying when you come to corporate setting and I say pray, don't pray. No. In corporate setting, you are allowed to shout and I encourage you to shout, not shout and make noise, but cry to God because there's a place where you have to cry to God and there's a place where you, are, you have to be secretive. So Jesus is not saying, when you go and pray, go and pray in your room and shut the door. It's not talking about location. He's saying that let your prayers be secretive. Do not let your neighbor hear you. Or don't pray to let your neighbor hear you. Sometimes, you know, your lips might move like or maybe this, that's fine. But the intention is that if somebody is next to you, they shouldn't hear you pray. In the prayer enterprise, in the corporate setting, it's a, in the corporate setting, it's a free fall. You can shout, you can scream, you can roll, you can do anything. That one in the corporate setting. But when we come into the secret place, when we come into our personal prayers, let it be secretive. Why is God saying, let it be secretive? This is the answer. Why is God saying, let the prayers be secretive? 
Let me give the answer. And I say, oh, what do you mean? I'm saying, and my dear friends, be secretive. Because your father, who hackings or sees in secret, let's read the scripture. But I'm reading the scripture so that nobody say, I'm making stuff up. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou shut the door, pray to the father, which is in what? Secret. If your Bible is yours, underline, you version up, highlight, highlight. I'm giving a color to highlight it. Yellow, highlight with yellow, which sees in secret. So Jesus is admonishing you. Let your prayers be secretive in secret because the man, or sorry, the, 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 the personality you are praying to is in secret. If something must be in secret, can it also be in the public? No. You want us to meet in a secret place, in a, in a secretive location, and you're going to stand at an open area where everybody can see you. We must go into closed doors. So the, the, the personality, your father, which you are praying to, is in secret. So for you to meet, your, for you to talk to your father, who is in secret, you must also get to a place which is secret. Am I making sense? No, am, am I communicating? If, if you are getting it, give me a thumbs up. If you're not getting it, let me explain more. What Bible say now? Pray. Pray, right? Bible said that pray. Bible said pray. Shut the door. When you shut the door, am I, am I making sense here? This is, this is prayer enterprise, you know? We are prayer and, you know, people think that, eh, these people, you know, take my, they shout, ah! <laughs> you don't, it, it is deeper than shouting. When you come and hear us speak, you know that, mm, these people know what they are doing. Many people think we just shout. Let me not talk about my, my haters. So, God is saying that I am in secret. Let's say, for instance, Enoch, Enoch is in secret. I want to talk to Enoch. I must also go to Enoch, who is in secret. So a secret versus secret. But you, your heavenly father is in secret, but you want to do that thing in public. How is that an alignment? Public and secret is impossible. How can something be in the public and also in the secret? No. That is why Jesus said, shut the door. And pray in secret. So it has to be secret to secret. That is why the intention of your prayer is that even if your neighbor is next to you, they shouldn't hear you. Maybe sometimes the spirit of cooking, you know, is there, it's normal. But the intention is that I don't want you to hear because the person I'm praying to, Kaduye Palia, Evegezegede. Is in secret. So I must also do it in secret and in cheek. Prayer enterprise being explained here. It's not just about shouting. People think we just speak in tongues and shout and prayer power. No. If one is if one is in secret, the other also has to be in secret. Listen. 
True prayers, let me, I'm going to close. True prayers is not a car show, neither an exhibition. It is secretive in nature. I'm not, I'm, I hope when I say this, me to, uh, I, I get my reward here. I hope, I hope I don't get that. Because if I say that, I've actually told you what I do, which is not in secret. But I hope so. I hope that is not, I'm trying to beat my, myself in, in this own game. Sometimes we are fasting and praying, right? We are fasting and praying. It's a corporate thing, right? I encourage everybody to come and pray. But for me, my prayer reward will not necessarily be here. God may answer my prayer. But my prayer will be the one I do all by myself. Because God is a God of the secret. Many of you don't know God in the secret. You only know God in the public. Yay, God is here. Prophesy, heal. You only, you only know God in the, in, in the public. When God does the miracle stuff, Bible says that the children of Israel knew the acts of God. But as he came to Moses, he knew the ways of God. Prayer is not a car show. True prayers is not a car show. I'm giving you prayer enterprise or an exhibition. True prayers is secretive. But in corporate setting, you can shout like we're about to pray. You are allowed to talk, you can scream. But when you, when you move from the corporate setting, let every prayer you pray secret sometimes i can be journeying with my friends we're going somewhere i'll pray in the car for 40 minutes nobody know i'm praying i'm praying in secret me i know how to shout to you all know me i can i i can make a strong cry my voice has been you know shaped and transfigured to shout by my voice <laughs> is also as low as it gets. Because I understand this mechanism in Matthew chapter 6. So if you see me shout, don't say I'm a shouter. Mm -mm. You don't understand. The further you journey in God, the less you show off. The further you journey in God, the less you show off. Many people show off in prayer. Listen, I passed that place to show off. I don't need to prove to anybody. I will say that here in the state, a lot of people know that when it comes to prayer enterprise, they can mention my name. I have nothing to show off. And I, I don't even like that title on a, you know, a YouTube. My joy, my burden is that I will know the Lord. No men will give me accreditation and titles. I don't grow with that. A title without a mountain becomes a battle. Prayer must be done behind a closed door. Prayer is secretive. There is a God that is in secret. And says, pray to the Father which is in secret. And the Father which sits in secret shall reward the openly. Prayer is secretive. And then the reward comes openly. Am I communicating? 
Now, I have a question. What secrets do you have? In the prayer enterprise, what secrets have you captured? And what secrets are you operating by? The God we are serving is a God of the secret. Many people are struggling in the Christian because they know the God of Sunday. They don't know the God of the secret place. You know the God of Sunday. Glory to God. And you go to it and you sing praises. You know that God. But you don't know the God in the secret place because you don't dwell with God. When you come home, that's it. Do you know the God in the secret? We are about to pray. And if I've heard this message and it has inspired and enlightened you, pray well. You know you don't know the God of the secret. You know it. I don't know him. That is why we press and we pray. And we pray for long. You want to lift your voice. You won't pray for long. And you want to cry and say, Lord, you are the God of the secret. It was Daniel that said, there is a God in heaven which revealed secrets. You want the secrets of God. You want the best of God. Meet God in the secrets. You're going to pray and say, Lord, I know I don't know you from the standpoint and the geographical location of the secret place. Lord, reveal yourself to me in the secret. Begin to lift your voice and pray that prayer. Lord, reveal yourself to me in the secret. If you're on, omit yourself, lift your voice and ask the Lord to reveal himself to you in the secret. In the name of Jesus, somebody lift your voice and pray. I want Lord, to hear your voice. Pray. In the name of Jesus. You don't want just to know God here. You want to know God when you go to your room. Somebody pray. In the name of Jesus, I'm. Lift your voice and pray. Lord, reveal yourself to me in the secret. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Matolo do 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 do